What's cracking, everyone? Ugh, it's been like a month. Welcome back. Jeez, I'm not getting into the bad stuff. We're just going to keep moving along as if we never skipped a beat. You feel me? Today, actually, it was three weeks ago, but today, you will all hear for the first time, rapper, creator, entertainer, podcaster, and my good friend Echo jump into the mix It's another really good one. So glad he came on. I'm just going to let you guys jump right in. If you haven't been to the website, www.stripspodcast.com. And that's all I got. I'm so glad to be back. You guys have no idea. All right. Much love. Bye. Echo, welcome to the podcast, man. What is cracking? What's up, dude? Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. I think it's I think it's super dope that you're doing this. Uh, so I remember we talked about you you starting something like this a while ago, and yeah, because you and I were doing a podcast. Yeah, so I'm I'm super happy that that you're doing it. I think it's really awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, you got too fucking famous to do a podcast with me, so. Well, I'm also very inconsistent, so. Uh, no, I mean, it just couldn't get in the way of what you're doing. But anyways, tell the people what you're doing. What do you do? Who, who's Echo? Uh, what do I do? Yes, sir. I make, I make uh, semi-mediocre music <laughs> for a living. <laughs> how could wait so something semi-mediocre it's it's almost mediocre (laughs) it's half mediocre don't lie to my fans dude i'm i'm telling you no 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 no. depend it just depends who you ask i'm asking myself and this is what i would say uh echo is a rapper in the las vegas community for now and Mm -hmm. over the past two years no, no, no. I would say three years. I got to know you as a person, right? And then in, get introduced to you as the artist, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Most people lead the way with that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's. Oh, I'm a rapper? Yeah. That whole thing? Yeah. 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 I've never, I've never, I've never been like that. I don't. I know. That's been interesting. Been kind of like a, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's. I don't want to say embarrassing is not the word, but there's, I, I mean, no, well, there's nothing more embarrassing than being an un, like than being a like struggling rapper. You know what I mean? You remember when those memes yeah. were up yeah. all the, you remember when the, there was those memes going around that was like, if you think you're having a bad day, just remember somebody from your hometown still is trying to be a rapper or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. I've seen that. So it's like you're a joke until you've kind of made not. it. Not, yeah, until you're sort not of. a joke anymore. I guess like made it. Made it's a weird thing to say, but you're you're kind of a joke until you know you're, you're until doing, you find a lane for it. sure. Yeah, and until then, I, I didn't really like telling people. Like, it's still weird for me to tell people when people. I, you know, Damn, I was bro! At a wedding. You like have a albums. Year ago. I mean, a lot of people have albums. <laughs> But I remember being I remember being at a wedding like a year ago and like uh somebody's 
like my girlfriend's friend's dad was like, so what do you do? I was like, I'm a rapper. <laughs> and? And, uh, oh, I didn't say like, I never say like that. But I, like, <laughs> I make hip hop. Yeah. I was, I was like, I, I make hip hop music. And he like, just kind of looked around for a second. And it was just like, uh, bars over there. Right. And I was like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> He's like, whoa, are you dating my daughter? <laughs> nope. He's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> okay, man, thanks. Good luck with your yeah. <laughs> with your hippie. <laughs> Where's the bar? No, dude. I uh, I remember when I first heard your music, and I was like, wait, this is this is Jeff? <laughs> like, mm, yeah. no way. And then um, I remember specifically talking to you about it <laughs> during opening duties at Encore Beach Club. Mm-hmm. And then it, going back and forth about you know writing and stuff like that, I was like, "Damn, I thought you were just some fucking punk kid from Encore Beach Club, one of the vets who just gets the dope sessions." But here you are working hard outside of the industry. That I wasn't. Was I wasn't ever a vet at that place. How long did you work at Encore Beach Club? Let's get into this interview. God damn it! <laughs> How long did you work there? I worked there for three years. Three years. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's double the time I was there. <laughs> so yeah, I, I was never really, I was never really a vet at that place, and I was never that well liked. Like once I started getting liked, like I quickly changed that. <laughs> <laughs> what like by being unlikable? Actually, I mean, dude, in three years you went from probably was that your first job in the club? My first industry job. Yes. Yeah. Aha. So within three years, you get a job, an industry job, and the best job. And then before you leave, no, I think your second year was your third year. You have your music playing in the club. That was the last year. That was when a lot of the managers hated me. Why? Because your music was playing in the club? Why did they hate me? Yes, sir. Uh, Just because I was vocal about getting fucked. (laughs) Oh, yes. Um, That sucked. It sure did. So I didn't come from the days of money. And I, <laughs> I guess at EBC, I hear tales of what people used to get. I, it's not even like, I don't mind making less money, but it's just when you make less money because, you know, people are trying to make money in a sketchy way. It was just kind of, it was just really shitty. Mm. You know? Yeah, it sucked. God, rip that, rip your heart out. I never really understood like taking money from line employees to play to pay. You know, what do you mean you never understood it? There's nothing to understand about it. it the only thing you can you understand is money, like, damn, why are you money, doing that to them? You take money from your line employees, your front of the house employees, to pay your executives or pay your managers and shit like that. It's just listen, kid, is some it's of the crazy shit economy. you guys make the money you work the most and then you uh pay us for uh you know being here sometimes well i mean here's what happened too is like the more i've thought about it because i've kind of tried to reflect on it because by my third year working in the industry like i had started i started off being like what the fuck is this this is the craziest shit ever this is amazing you know i mean how am i getting paid this much to do this you know what i mean what's the most you ever made in a day day? oh man uh i don't know probably close to like three grand i think 
I think. Uh, you know, fucking two or three grand for walking okay, around okay. some ice. No big deal. No, it's it's ridiculous. But but <laughs> that's why I started to reflect of like, I, th- I just, I really did just start to get greedy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And even though, like, even though we were getting fucked and even though it was extremely shady and not okay, you know, I probably didn't need to go about it the way I went about it. But I, looking back now, I think there was more factors I was upset about. I was really upset, I think, because I liked that job so much. Yeah. My first, my first year. And it was the first time, because when I started working there, I'd been, I've been doing music at that point for, I don't know, probably four or five years at that point. Oh, wow. And I was always doing music in like two jobs. I was always doing music in two jobs. And I was still broke as fuck like all the time. Like when I was in training for for Beach Club, like I I ran out of money completely. Like no money <laughs> to, like no money to eat. And I had some like busted ass credit card that somehow got like, during my training, my uh, my limit got increased like a couple hundred bucks. I was like, "Fucking thank God, <laughs> so I can like eat, so I can like eat while I'm like training." And so, when I started there, it was the first time in my life where I was like, "I could be okay outside of music." Yeah, you know. Yeah, it was like the first time where I felt like I had a safety net, where I I finally felt like I had an identity outside of music, or. Not that my identity was working at a club, but identity of like, I can be a functioning member of society. I can, I know what it's like to, to have money and be able to, you know, take care of myself. It's a big and change. It was a huge change. It was the biggest change that's ever happened in my life. And if I don't get that job, I really don't think I end up where I'm at right now. So I, even though I talk some shit about it, about how it ended up, I, that's the most, the thing I'm most grateful for probably in my life. Because Damn. that's and that's that's why I was so upsetting watching what happened to it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because like the first year, I was like, "Oh, dude, I have a life outside of this." Like, I like the people I work with. I always looked at people who worked at clubs as like douchey fuck boys. But you know, what I mean, when I started there, I'm like, "Dude, all these guys are fucking awesome." I met some. I met you know, what I mean, I hadn't met you yet, but I met like Jason and Ryan yeah, yeah. And, and a and a bunch of people that would become like my really good friends and learned about you know and and the money and you know the money being able to take care of myself feeling more like an adult feeling more you know empowered with what i could do with my life i met megan who's my girlfriend now still so there's like and and (laughs) then and then like the second year and then they hit you with like okay everything that that was we're fucking flipping it for no reason except to make a little more money ourselves you know what i mean I don't mind if you change shit lot for logic, but it's like if there's no fucking reason for it, it was just like, why do you guys gotta fuck us? Like, why do you gotta like take the rug from under me, man? Like everything was so good. Yeah, nothing was broke about what was happening. And then all of a sudden they're like, Well, guys, you guys all did great. Thanks for getting hired back. I mean, whatever, who cares? All I think is you gotta I think that should have been uh talked about maybe in the second round of interviews uh, hey man we'd love to have you back i just want to like, give you the full disclosure <laughs> we are capping busters at 500 bucks this year you know i you you're yeah, a even returner. that was like dude even that was like that's fine dude whatever i was like you know what? yeah fucking that's that's great whatever but then the third year when they fucking did it again i was like dude the balls 
How do you have <laughs> balls like this, dude? Nobody really, nobody lost too much, I guess, to complain from whatever it was before to make to capping. So what we're talking about for everybody that does not know is uh, at the end of the day, you can get an extra gratuity being the busser of a cabana or a section. And if the waitress and the host or the, the head of the table find find a way to to talk about you at the end of the day when they're signing over you can make a lot of money um especially if somebody spends 50 100,000 dollars you know yeah i mean they basically tip you if, 5 if, 10% if you, yeah if you if you do like if the guest likes you and they want to tip you they can tip <laughs> you personally outside of everything else right and then Which, if you're dope <laughs> you know what i mean yeah which not everybody is dope that's for sure. No, but that's for sure. There's a, a lot of there's a lot of money to be made in that little space by being what I mean by getting stuff quickly <laughs> and helping people out with the party, I guess, and then they'll throw, throw you in the party. money. Exactly. So when they, uh, I guess, the people, the higher ups said, "Hold on." These little grubby motherfuckers making too much money. Yeah, making too much money here. Um, how about we say cap that at five hundred dollars so that ev- everybody will stop bitching about not having good sections and not working with good waitresses, and blah blah blah. And then they did it again, and they said, "Hey guys, we're gonna cap what you make at two fifty. Which at the well, you gotta you gotta remember you you can't leave out the fact that the deal was. We're going to cap you at 500, but you can make more than that. But anything you make over that $500 goes into the pool, which the managers get a cut of. Correct. <clears throat> Thanks for adding that. So it was <laughs> the, man- the managers and higher ups saying, oh, these fuckers are making too much money. Uh, so instead, let's cap them and anything over that we will get a piece of. So. Mm. And then they did it again. And then they were like, wow, we can make even, you know, and there was a lot, like there was people stealing and like there was managers that were stealing and I was vocal about it because I thought it was fucked up. And I, you know, I said it and instead of like what that should do is like make a difference. All it really did was put a target on my back. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It feels weird. if Like knowing about all that stuff (laughs) was going, that was going on. I was like, man, are they watching me more? Which turns out I was the first person uh, early terminated at the end of the year. But You know what um, it felt like, dude? It felt like working in politics. It felt like what I would imagine working in politics would be like. Like, you know shady shit's happening. Everybody in politics say is something, ugly. But you can't really say something. Yeah, it's politics, but everybody's pretty. Like, you there can't, you can't, like, you can't say anything about what's really going on and these people are trying to fuck you here, but you got to put on, you got to save face so you can like get to the next level. So you got to like play nice and be cool. And you can't really voice exactly how you feel, but you kind of, kind of deal with just roll with the punches and really tell you what's happening. They just kind of tell you what to do and they don't have to explain themselves and all this kind of shit. And honestly, by the end of my third year, man, I was like, I was kind of morally feeling bankrupt. I was kind of like, my energy was completely fucking off and, I would really wasn't in a good place mentally by the time I was done there. Yeah, it takes a toll on you, which I don't think we talk about or I haven't mentioned on here yet. Um, work in these jobs where you put on this like 
and this happy face for a party three or four days a week for 10 hours in a row. And then you spend the other four days trying to get people into the club and please your managers and still live your life. And then they make you earn it again next year, every year. Yeah. And you always feel like you're on the chopping block. I haven't spoken to anybody that's felt like they figured out how to get, um, I mean, what's the secret? Um, I mean, Lena, I think has been at the, at the club the longest. And when I was talking to her, she still, she's like, I still get nervous when I go in there and talk to them in the audition That's, every year. How fucked up is that? Six years running. How fucked up is that, that a company could do that to you? It's, it's, it's companies that they do not value their employees whatsoever. And it's the, a level of competition even... that's, oh, I mean, because these jobs don't lead anywhere. So yeah, what's but their, it's, what, it's, what are they supposed to do? It's a fake, <clears throat> it's, it's this fake perception of family. competition. Oh, oh. They want you to think that there's competition, but they hire back the same fucking people every year. And they want you, but they want you to jump through these hoops and do all this bullshit. And then they, they don't talk to you. They fucking ghost you. They, they act like you don't exist until you finally get a higher bag and then they want to be cool with you again. It's like, why do you, why would you put people through that? Why can't you just be a normal human being? And you know what I mean? And it, it really comes from a place of like power with these men in the management circles of like feeling like you have a little power over somebody's fucking their pockets. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, management, dude, if, <laughs> if I was a manager and I wasn't making as much money, as a busser and all his job was, was to just like, Hey, talk to this girl in a swimsuit all day and then um, decide which juice to bring from one side to the other. And he made 1500, $1,900, $2,400 today. And he gets to come back and try again tomorrow and the next day. And he's always smiley and shit. The second that they made me a manager, I'd be like, okay, how do we get money like that? I'm sure that's how somebody got promoted. By saying, yeah. well, you know, we could just cut the busters. <laughs> Cap. They won't complain about it. Cap them. And then they're like, oh, that's a good idea. That'd make us more money. We will, if they're choosing out of six people that could be managers and one, one person nominates that idea, they're going to choose that person to be manager because he's going to make the managers more money. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's like there are people that have been there for like a long time and it's just, it sucks even for them. It's like, it sucks that you've been there six years. You put in so much time and effort and you've been a good employee enough to get hired back six times, but no matter what, you'll never feel valued because Mm. they, they instilling, they see putting value into somebody as that person is going to in turn be complacent or, you know what I mean? Then they won't be in fear and they kind of run that business off of fear fear of people not getting hired back so people do everything in that job they they play by the rules they do what you want because they're afraid you know what i mean which sucks yeah, because yeah. i've been in jobs where my first year people weren't afraid people loved it and that was the difference like when people are doing things out of love instead of out of fear there's a different energy in the room you know what i mean you mm-hmm. can tell and i think that's what it's like when you you know what I mean? At least like when Megan moved to like what Republic, that was the biggest thing that she noticed is that people were acting in certain ways at that place because they, they loved their job. You know what I mean? That's interesting because yeah. they're that they, they hire more of the same people back than anywhere else on the whole strip. Yeah. Right. So if you're in there, you're in there. Of course you love it there. It's all it's damn near union. Yeah. 
And they don't so, fuck with their employees. They just let you do what the fuck you do, you know? Yeah, and they really, it doesn't seem like they hassle um, too many people from year to year. They can come back and they work with you. I've heard them working with schedules and all kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I I can't say that I didn't enjoy my time at Beach Club. I enjoyed my I time at Beach Club because I enjoyed the people I worked with immensely. And if I didn't, I would have probably, like, it would have been a way different. But I loved all the people I worked with. Dope. Except for maybe um, a couple. I'm not sure. Except for maybe, like, 80% of them. I'm just playing. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you from, born and raised in Vegas? Pretty much. Mm, that's a no. Well, I mean, I've been here since I can remember. Since, like, second or third grade, something like that. Okay. Well, you can definitely remember before that. Where were you? I can't. I, can't, I have that? a horrible memory. Where, where were you born? Where'd you come from? Arizona. Oh. Okay. So, boom, Las Vegas, and then you started working at the club. At how old? Fuck, I don't know. Was that twenty fifteen? So Ooh. I was like, dang, really? Twenty five. Yeah, I think so. Well, um, leading to the first thing I was going to ask you, which we've already been talking for a while, but um, I guess you already said you don't tell everybody you're a rapper. No, even though you have a like a huge following, you do shows. You even let me open up for you one time, and this is before you were like you know bigger. Mm-hmm. Now you you're doing shit all over the place. I mean, half of your year is booked up, <laughs> almost the whole thing. I mean, well, last year, yeah, last year I I didn't see you hardly any. Yeah, I think from like July, second half of the year. July yeah, because we December, were recording podcasts, much. and then um, is, is it different now? Do you tell people? Is it easier to, to well yeah now that uh, now that I do that. it for like a living now that it's like what I actually do to make money and shit uh yeah I do it's still weird like it's not I don't know if it'll ever not be weird <laughs> um yeah I don't we'll find out I think it but is it easier and easier to tell people yeah for sure well yeah shit it's the only thing you do yeah exactly um. That's hard to do, to make a, a living off of music. It's extremely hard to do. Right. So even at that point, like, did you, did you always know you were doing this? This was, you said you jumped into music four or five years before the club? Yeah, it's been like 10 years, almost Damn. 11. 11 years to be an overnight celebrity. Yeah, it's, I definitely didn't think it would take this long to get to where I'm at. But I mean, everybody, um, I, I think like, you know, I think success is consistency over a period of time and everybody's period of time is different. So you just have to stay consistent. You know? Has it been hard to do that with all this, uh, like the shutdown? How does that impact an artist? I think it impacts everybody differently depending on, you know, your creative process and, and how you internalize things and express yourself and, stuff like that you know for me the lockdown like my life changed zero percent you know except for the fact that i you know i work in my in my house you know i work from home in my studio at home so i i'm always i don't ever leave you know what i mean so yeah but the one thing i i I realized is that the little bit that I did get out was very important because I am home so much. So not being able to leave at all did start to fuck with me. But as far as creative wise, I, I, I felt more of a pressure to, 
to utilize the time. And really? Yeah, extreme, like a huge amount of pressure. <laughs> to be the one filling the void for everybody else? No, but just to, to utilize the time to to be productive. You know what I mean? And you can't help More somebody. productive than you already are? Yeah, because sometimes if you it's hard to not look at things kind of as a competition a little bit or there's other people yeah. out there who are also in your same field. You know what I mean? Not that I'm trying to compete with them or anything, but you watch them and there's always like, you know, people have their, their, their touring shit. And so they're on tour and then they're off. And so everybody kind of has ebbs and flows of creative output. But when everybody's at home, you know, everybody's at home, everybody's writing, everybody's making shit. So it's like, Oof. what you know what i mean what are you going to be putting out because you know in a couple months all these people that have been making sure are going to be dropping fire so what what are you going to have ready to go damn i didn't think of it like that yeah i don't know if everybody does but that's just where my mind goes unfortunately you think a lot of people that create content um felt the same way like just watching or knowing that there's other stuff being done. I mean, that's that. That's what changes ever like that. It's always like that. I mean, it, people are always doing shit. Yeah, I mean, it just maybe it felt more concentrated because everybody was on. I think a big part of that is social media, and it's like the comparison oh, yeah. thing and watching what everybody else is doing. And oh my god, this person's doing this, and this person's getting love for this. Like maybe I should be doing X, Y, or Z because this person's doing X, Y, or Z, and it's. Mm. It's, it's more concentrated when everybody was at home and everybody was kind of showing what they were doing and talking about what they're doing. You're like, fuck, you know, everybody's doing all this shit and someone's probably looking at me thinking the same thing I'm thinking, looking at somebody else, you know, vicious cycle. Yeah, exactly. So um, it's been, it's been good though. <laughs> you're like, yeah. <laughs> Did you make any adjustments from being home? Like, you were going to work a certain amount of time extra, put an overtime, or was it kind of just trial by fire? Be like, dude, this is new space for everybody, and we'll figure that shit out. Uh, I mean, I, I I just went balls to the wall and just kind of pushed it until I broke. Damn. Did you break? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, what what happened? <clears throat> I just, I started, you know, I was just ignoring everything else going on in my life. Um, and you know, things outside of music in my life started to suffer. Mm. My mental health kind of started to suffer a little bit. And I was constantly comparing constantly kind of, you know, just like my anxiety goes through the roof. And yeah. I'm just not really ever present and not really ever finding joy in, in what I'm doing. And even when I'm making music I'm, or writing, I'm not finding joy in it. I feel like I'm doing it because I feel like I have to. Mm. That's the worst. Um, yeah. How'd you get into the so, industry? The club industry? uh like the yeah. industry the vegas industry yeah dude i got in there by such a fluke <laughs> the way I, really me too uh so yeah i had a, a buddy of mine gary you know gary oh yeah um so i met gary like at the gym and i think we bonded over like kevin smith movies or some shit <laughs> something random and like we just became really really good friends um pretty quickly and just hung out a lot and his uh, his roommate at the time was a guy named Jay, who you know. Do you know? Did you know Jay? You knew Jay. No, I don't, mate. He was our manager the second year, in the very beginning. He got fired. Uh, I ain't meet him. I okay. came halfway well, through your yeah. second year. Good job. 
Okay, so that was right after. So he had a roommate named Jay, and Jay worked at Encore Beach Club. And so Mike Pena was really good friends with Jay and Gary, and they all used to live together. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was going to actually go audi- – I was auditioning for in 2015, like the first time ever at all these different places. I think I went to Marquee. I think I went to Wed. I went to a, a few different places. And then I got strep throat and I was like <laughs> fucked up. I was the most sick I've ever been. So I missed the beach club auditions. No way. Yeah. I missed them. And um, I think I was downtown one time with Gary and we were hanging out with Jay and I just brought up something about auditions or he had brought up something about auditions. He's like, you don't audition. I was like, nah, man, I fucking, I was sick. I couldn't make it in. And I guess they'd had a bunch of people fail drug tests or background, like right at the last minute, because they'd already done their hiring, but a bunch of people failed drug yeah, tests Beast and background. Does not play. And, no, they don't fuck around. <laughs> and they needed a couple, they needed like one or two people last minute that they know could like pass drug and background that they could hire because now they're at, you know, the last second. So Jay hit up Pena and was like, yo, I got, you know, this guy's a friend of mine can you hire this dude? And I'm ended up, I just went to the win one day, met Pena and he just gave me a drug test. <laughs> no, no way. No audition, no audition, no interview, no nothing. Damn. I just got, just Jay gave me the, the cosign. Secret handshake. He just gave me the cosign dude. And, like that, those are things like because I'm still job. good friends. I'm still good friends with both those guys. And I still have to like thank them. You know what I mean? <laughs> From time to time. Because in in the end of the day, it's like I I did like that. That doesn't happen. No, you know what I mean? unless you know like fucking one of the unless you're like boys or the son of somebody there. You know what I mean? That shit doesn't happen. Yeah, exactly. Damn, I know that. Um, or actually, what 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 surprised you? hearing about the job versus when you were in it um, or misconceptions you had about the industry job, nightlife. Night I mean, my life. misconceptions about the industry were just that everybody that worked there was, was fuck boys, you know, and just kind of like douchebags. Hmm. I remember working there and being, uh, there was a few, a few things I remember and being like, wow, everybody here is like super dope. I, I like everybody here, you know, <laughs> Yeah, I just I didn't I automatically maybe that was like my defense mechanism of never like fucking with that is like telling myself that everybody there just sucked and you don't want to fuck with those people anyways, you know? Oh yeah. Aha, just like we tell ourselves about the waitresses. <laughs> yeah, and I the other thing I remember telling thinking, especially when I first started there, is like, dude, there's these are like like I'm a dumb kid, you know what I mean? Like I'm a <laughs> and these are like hot women. You know what I mean? No one's yeah. gonna be interested in me. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't even like there was no pride to get with any of, of these women because I'm just gonna feel there's no way. Like why would anybody want to fuck with me? Yeah, all these specimens and then there's me running around sweaty. Well no, not even that, but there's just like me. I don't even I don't have my shit together. Like I was broke before I'm broke right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> I rap. What the <laughs> fuck? Why would anybody <laughs> you're like yeah girl you know what I mean? i'm like a kid i do not have you. my shit together yeah like i don't have my shit together i don't know what i'm doing 
you know, like I'm immature. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not the best looking guy. I was like, there's no way. I don't have a chance. You're a handsome fellow. Don't you let anybody <laughs> talk to you differently. Okay. I don't stamp that shit on my podcast. Stamp it on, baby. No. Um, so that, that was a misconception because I later realized that no matter how hot you are or whatever. You can still be a moron. You, know, <laughs> you can still be. No. Uh, you know, everybody's just a human having a human experience, regardless of what you look like. Everybody's, you know what I mean? There was, I was just judging mm. a book before reading its cover and maybe thinking that there wasn't much to. Yeah, a really hot book people you know i mean yeah like this is an amazing cover but there's you know um when you get into it i think the same thing or i thought the same thing i was like i my assumption was that i wouldn't date any of these girls because you know i don't even know what the fuck but then i started meeting these girls and they're dope as fuck and then uh i've been dating one for a long long time (laughs) and it's awesome yeah ow i just thought like why would you want you Obviously, we'd want to be with someone who has like a career or some shit, or you know, or like you know. Uh, oh, there's a perception of those car. girls for sure. <laughs> of the girls, who, like you know, they're around people who just throw money around to impress them. So why, why not? You know, if that's what you're used to, then little old me who just, uh, you know, what I mean, I don't do anything particularly special, especially in that job. Yeah, I'm a really good well, listener. I maybe I just look at my, maybe I look at myself like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm that person. You know what I mean? What the really rich guy? No, maybe I'm, because you look at all these girls like you must be, you know, shallow. I mean, I guess that at the end is like you know, you only want to fuck with someone because of this and that, but mm-hmm. then you realize that you're completely wrong. Like, why would you think that in the first place? And yeah, you know, and then it's uh, you meet them talk to them and then you stick up for them anyways i won't get into that but um dude all the girls that we i mean with the exception of a few just duds uh (laughs) i really enjoyed all all the like all the girls we worked with just as people yeah just some like really interesting creative just like great great people that happen to be hot as fuck boom Side note, everybody's gorgeous. That's true. So that helps to have these conversations. <laughs> but yeah. d- dating in the industry is... Uh, I, I spoke to someone last night. His name is Marcus. His wife doesn't work in the industry. And sometimes that was the hardest thing for him to try to get her to understand. You know, like, oh, man, sorry. People call everybody babe. And everybody's beautiful. And we talk at weird hours. <laughs> This fool had me podcast. I'd like to put the Knicks. I'd like to. I'd like to put the kibosh on the fact that not everybody uses the word "babe." I uh, think that shit is corny. I think it's weird. A lot of, really, yeah. I always have. There's certain people we work with that would use the word "babe," and I'm like, they would use it like frequently, and I'm like, dude, you say that because you're a fucking creep. Oh, a dude. Yeah, I'm saying oh, dudes no, 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 using no, no, that no. word. Yeah, I don't. No. Dudes using the word "babe." Girls using it, totally understandable. Yeah, that's all I'm talking about. No, no, dudes ain't no. Mm. You know the guys I'm talking about that use that say that shit. Uh, hey, babe. Oh, <laughs> just made you throw up. God. But yeah, the girls do for sure. But yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, that's all good. Um, 
I was just saying that he he was describing what it's like dating somebody out of the industry, and then we say we we would never date somebody in the industry, and then I really can't see being uh, I don't know I don't know I never tried it working in the industry and dating out of it so I can't speak on it I guess I can understand that it would, it would probably be difficult there's a lot of jealousy there I would yeah. assume yeah it's just hard to you make know, people understand uh, yeah. But I mean, I currently, I mean, but I've been in the industry because I date someone who's in the industry and I'm not in the industry. Yeah, but you were there. So you know exactly what she's dealing with when she says X, Y, Z. It's hard to get used to your girl. Yeah, but I could take, I could take it the opposite. I could take it the opposite way and just be like, you know, well, yeah, I did work in the industry and that's where we met and that's where we started fucking. So what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, if you wanted to, you could go that route i'm just i'm not i ain't that dude the jealous type really yeah um but the other side is like you know if you have a girlfriend that's hot enough or you know just attractive enough to get a job like that like yo it just kind of comes with the territory this is every like, day if you can't if you can't handle it then you know date somebody else an ugly chick <laughs> no, but you yeah know what I mean. um it's tough for a moment, I'm like, oh, crap. Every single day, I have to watch the finest person walk out in their bathing suit. I'm like, goodbye. Oh, no. <laughs> I think it's great. I'm like, oh, yeah, money. I, love the, I love that. Catch you later. Especially, like, when she comes back. And, aha, this is for us. I'm like, that's right. <laughs> Mine comes back. She's like, ha, this is for me. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Yeah, right. She takes care <laughs> of you. Uh, I mean, we take care uh, of each other. You know, I was always I was always much better at saving my money than she was. Not, I mean, Megan doesn't spend money on crazy shit. She likes to eat out. You know I just like I mean? to she eat. Like, that's like her. Yeah, anyway. I like to eat as well. So, uh, I was just always. I mean, and and that came from me being broke and me oh, being yes. poor. Oh yes, you're not going back to that. <laughs> Is nope. And there was this like massive fear, and that also is why like I never missed a shift. I worked every single yeah, day. Yeah, you did. Never missed a shift. Never went, I went home, home early, early every single time. Yeah, I never did. I was like, I'm milking because I knew. I was like, I feel in my bones that this is not going to last. So I need to get as much as I can out of this while I can. That's how I felt yeah. about my mental space. I was like, uh oh, the clock is ticking. They every week, <laughs> every weekend, I have like seven or eight good hours where I've got great energy, and then all of a sudden somebody fucks with me. Or says, or put some new protocol in place that takes money from me. I'm like, okay, that's it. Get me out of here. They're cutting people. Yeah. Let me go home. Um, how did you get to the position to pursue, to pursue music full time? Because you stopped working at Beach Club in 2018. Yes, that was your last year. I did 15, 16, 17. Yeah, so you you've been surviving on your music industry or me well no i i did i did a i did flamingo pool in eight oh okay still a year how do you feel um good i mean it's 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 there's there's a different feeling i like having an outside stream of income it takes the pressure off a little bit i can i can see that you know i mean it's 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 awesome to be able to you know, to do that full time, it's just, it it becomes kind of all consuming, which is nice. 
but like I said, it's nice to know, like to have a little stream of, of income. I'm surprised when the money shows up every month. <laughs> really? Still. Yeah. Cause it's not like a normal paycheck. It's not like, you know, hours put in equals this. It's not like you're on a, a yeah. salary where it's like, you're going to get this regardless. It's really how much work are you putting in and what, you know, what new kind of shit are you trying, are you doing and are you, are you growing or are you staying stagnant? All that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, you know? How many hours a week do you think you put in, you clock, since you left the industry? Since I've been doing yes, this full time? Ah, fuck, I don't know. What, how many days is there? Week? Seven? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, 60? Dang. Probably. <sighs> Who needs sleep, man? Fuck that. Anyway. Yeah, I'm, and I'm, I'm not really, I'm not really um, proud of that. Why? I don't think that's something to be proud of. I think <laughs> you work hard. You're showing absolutely like, why it's stuff. It's not easy. Yeah, but it, you're right, and it's not easy. It's definitely not. It's it's really fucking hard. It's really hard to figure it out. You know, and I haven't figured it out completely, but I started mm-hmm. to. But I think there's this whole idea that, like, working sixty hours a week is something to be proud of. And that's, that's what, but at the end of the day, it's like, that's not the life I want, you know? So why am I proud of that? Like, that's not the life I want to live. I want to live a life where I, I don't have to work. Yeah, but most people do the opposite where they want to live the life and they're proud of the work that they're doing now, but it doesn't equal (laughs) them living the life that they want to. Right. Uh, Yeah. I know you don't enjoy it putting 60 hours a weekend, but you're, you do that doesn't stop you from doing it because it's not that I don't enjoy it because I, I do enjoy it, but I, I feel like maybe just like in America, there's this whole pride in working crazy amounts mm-hmm. of hours. And it's, it's to, for me, it's like less, there's less pride in it, especially if you're working 40 hours a week to further somebody else's business, which I think is whack as fuck. Um, like if I'm putting in four, if I'm putting in 60 hours, best believe I'll, you'll never see me putting in 60 hours for somebody else. Oh yeah. That's never going to happen. That's why I'm such a terrible employee. Before I worked at Beach Club, like I was the worst employee. I wasn't even great there. I was just motivated by money. You know? Everybody is. I'm a horrible employee through and through. And I'm not ashamed to admit it because fuck a regular job. I can't work for somebody else. You know? Well, then. I I can't muster up the fucks to give, to pretend. (laughs) If it's something I'm passionate about, I can get behind it. I enjoy that stuff. Yeah, I've just, I've never, I agree, but the only thing I've ever been passionate about is, is what I do now, you know? Yeah, damn. Um, did you jump out of the industry to do music full time on purpose? Like, you're like, this is the time. No, I didn't get hired back. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I guess this, this is-, is the time. So you're forced into, like, you're just like, yo, I'm doing it. Well, I kind of, I kind of gradually came out because, like I said, I, I worked at a different, I worked at Flamingo oh, yeah. Pool for like last year, but that was, Talk about being a horrible, horrible employee, man. I was the worst. <laughs> I was the fucking worst. Really? Mm. Oh, fucking terrible. How? I mean, it can't be harder than it was to work at Beach Club. No, like I could perform all the duties. I just like, it was, it showed on my face. I didn't give a fuck. Like every day I was there. Everybody knew I didn't give a fuck. Wow. You know what I mean? Like I would just sit down. Like, but also that place is kind of a shithole. But I would just like. I would just walk in a well and just sit down, just chill. Manager would come in and be like, why are you sitting down? I'd be like, 
there's nobody here, dude. I'm not getting up. Like, what are you yeah. talking about? This, you know, you guys don't give a fuck about this place. Look at it. Why should I care? I don't. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you can go home now. No, they tried to hire me back the next year. And I was like, no, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm done. We need that information. You know, it was just like, it was weird. Dude, talk to people about uh, guest lists. I crushed it in guest lists, dude. I was always oh, really yeah? good at well, it. Well, I got fucking fired for guest lists. So, uncool. Uh, okay, well, so, only I think Wynn is the only place that does guest lists now, right? Oh, I don't know, man. I'm just terrified. So, what guest lists is, if you're not they're aware, not. so if you don't understand how, like, Vegas industry jobs work, there's certain jobs where a requirement of your uh, employment is that you fill guest list. And guest list is for if a company has different properties, different clubs that they own, you are now required to bring people into those clubs on their guest list. And by people, we mean women only. (laughs) And you have to, you, you have to bring in a certain amount of girls into the club every week. And if you do not do that, you will be reprimanded. And if you don't do it consecutively, like Evan, you will be fired. Yeah. So, I was early terminated, kid. Same thing. Well, that's not what I was told when I sat down. They sat me down in the firing room. (laughs) 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 They said, you are early terminated. I'm like, what does that mean? That means you can come apply here next year. You can still work here. I'm like, "Um, so you're firing me for not doing a good job, but I can come back and have this job? Sweet. (laughs) Like, no, we're just telling you that so you don't freak out. Yeah. Um. So what most clubs do is they hire promoters to bring girls in or, you know, they, they pay promoters. If you bring in a certain amount of girls, the club pays you out as a promoter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you right? get a commission there. So what the win does in order to save more money, other than just paying their managers out of the employee tip pool, the other thing they will do to save a little bit of money is they will require their employees to bring in girls instead of the promoters. And now what employees end up doing is employees end up paying those promoters that the venue would be paying to bring in girls. Does that make sense? So where a venue would normally pay a promoter to bring in girls. Now the employee finds that promoter and they pay that promoter to bring the girls in for them because it's part of their job requirement. Uh. That's so dude. luckily, you know, I mean, my job, my music job was like, you know, marketing and promoting. Yeah. I would, I wouldn't use those skills for work, but I would just, I was able to find good promoters. So I had some good promoters. So I would always have girls. And in my last year, I just got really good at Photoshop. <laughs> so my last year, I just Photoshopped majority of my guest slips, mine and mine and Megan's. <clears throat> what <And I'll... laughs> dude you got me fired then or early How? terminated <laughs> i thought i showed you those yeah it was too late oh yeah sorry <clears throat> i got early terminated and then i came in and partied the next day yeah i can't believe you did that i mean you're not gonna you're not gonna get the best of me player it's harder than that can't just fire me yeah <laughs> you have to drag me out of here yeah but so for my for my last year i would just the guests would we'd have like guest slips that they would have a picture of and 
I would just fucking Photoshop it and change the dates and change a one to a 12 or some bullshit like that. I started getting real cocky towards the end. 36? <laughs> Jeez, you must have been out there working them. You know, truth. And the thing is, you can't get girls from the casino that you work in. How easy would it be to be like, hey, ladies, you're staying at the Wynn. You guys should come check out Encore Beach Club. It's right over there. Tell them I sent you. I work right over there. And they're like, nah, you can't do that. That's too easy. It's got to be from off well, the, the other, premises. It's got to be from off the premises. But what we don't tell you is that it's illegal to promote without a promoter's license. Uh-huh. And our buddy got a ticket for promoting the club we work at, worked at. And then he showed him the ticket. And they were like, well, it's cool that you were late. But, I mean, you were still late. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Jeez, dude. Crazy. Uh, in your opinion, is it harder to break into music, the music industry, being in Vegas, or easier because you have access? The competition for eyes in this city is out of control. I mean, there is no real access to the music industry in Vegas. Mm. Really? I think that's a huge misconception. Dang, you got to come in with it already. Maybe, well, no, but this isn't L.A. This is, this is like... Uh, not yet. This is where people just show off all. The, I don't think it's ever going to be LA. That hyperloop. I think Atlanta is coming. I think Atlanta is is our is the closest thing to an LA right now outside of LA. Word. Um, but it's it's much harder because the scene. Like I would have been better off being from some small town. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not even a small town, but if I was from like I don't know, like columbus ohio or salt lake city or some shit like that i i feel like you know i i probably would have popped off a little sooner a little and a little harder it's just out here is is tough man because it, there is so much industry and people don't really give a fuck about hip-hop music that much and the music scene is really weird and it's not really uh it's not there's not a huge scene like there is in a lot of other cities mm. But I mean, you've had your music play at the club. I was there, right? And yes, that's yeah. pretty. Cr- that's oh, you know, I've I've seen you perform your music at these clubs in the strip, and I, I've seen you working and hearing your music through the speakers. So that's marketing people don't get access to. I mean, that's true. I like I don't want to downplay anything or like act like I don't appreciate. I thought it, that was dope. It's but- real dope. I think a lot of people thought it was way cooler than I thought it was. You know. Well, because I think you're thinking in terms of dollars. <laughs> right? You're like this- No, I wasn't even thinking it's in terms of, I'm like, how is this cool? I'm fucking busting this table right now. This sucks. <laughs> I was like, what what is cool about this? You know what I mean? But I would have like, you know, and I, I, don't, I there was a part of me that felt like people almost treated me like, "Oh, this is so cute." Mm. You know what I mean? I'd be like, "Bitch, I'm sexy." Isn't this, okay. Isn't this People be like, you know, like, isn't this so awesome? I'm like, no, dude, I'm busting this fucking table. Chainsmokers just got paid a half a million dollars to do some dumbass shit. I'm busting a table while they play my song. Like, yeah, it's cool. Like, but at the end of the day, like, this doesn't move the needle for me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it's it's cool, but, you know. No. I don't know if that makes any sense. Does that make me sound like a dick? No. Sort of. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. All right. Like I, I, I did think it was cool. Like I was appreciative of it, but again, it was just like, 
it was more of a reminder of my place in the world at that moment. It's like, mm. you're, you're busting these tables. <laughs> you know? Fetch my soda, boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the busing and hearing your music thing, I can kind of understand that. But when you're playing, like, you know, I've seen you at Omnia, which is a mm. huge club. And I've seen you perform there at least two or three times. Mm-hmm. That's pretty dope. I can only, I'm only watching. And it, to me, it looks like, yeah, this is awesome. Everybody's getting a chance to hear a local artist. And this isn't a club that everybody uh, can do this at, right? That uh, You were on right before Jason yeah. Derulo or some shit like that. No, Jason Derulo fucked my shit up is what happened. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> Sorry, I misspoke. Like, so all the stuff that I've done with like Hakusan Group is like really, really dope. And the fact that they gave me those opportunities is like, Super awesome. Especially considering the fact like I was working at Encore Beach Club when a different club hired me to play there. And Rivals. Encore Beach Club tried telling me I couldn't do it. Damn. Dude, why um, could you play Intrigue? Because they wouldn't hire me to do it. So, Give Diplo a night off. I mean, come on. So I was, all, like, I was always super grateful for those opportunities, and I still am. I like doing it. Um, there is a there there is a, a weird thing about playing nightclubs though, as opposed to to other things. It's it's super hit or miss. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you get a, a good crowd. Sometimes you get a crowd that does not give a fuck, and they they want to. They're just there to party, and they don't know who the fuck you are. Also, clubs are not made for rappers. Clubs yeah. are not made for vocalists. Period. Yeah, the sound is terrible. So if you're a lyrical rapper like myself, or if you just, even if you're not, man, it's just, you can never really hear what the fucking person is saying because it's just not the way the sound system is set up. Sound system set up for playing shit. Yeah, exactly. So those are always, you know, fun to do, but extremely hit or miss. But um, yeah, Jason Derulo fucked up my first, my first one. Uh, and then I, I always, I always hated when, and I, I have this beef with a lot of people that do. I don't that do this when I think the last time this happens when I played it on the record, and they were like local showcase, and I'm like, why do you do that? I, I, I don't like it. I don't like when people refer to you as a local artist. I think it cheapens you. Yeah, it looks like they're doing. You're cute again. Yeah, it's like, oh, local artists, like, why, why, okay, imagine Dragons plays, you don't refer to them as a local artist. <laughs> That's you know true, I mean? yeah. Local the Killers play, you don't refer to them as a fucking local band. Panic at the Disco, you don't refer to them as a local band. Why the fuck am I local? You know what I mean? I feel that. Uh, I think it, I, I think it does a disservice to, to everybody when people do that. Mm-hmm. And I've just never been a fan. I I understand, like, a local showcase was just like a bunch of like if it's at a smaller plate, but it's even if it's at a bigger venue, like why? Come on, yeah. I mean, give these guys a little more credibility Cache. than that. Um, where's your largest fan base? Like, where do most of your listeners come from? In town, um, are they local listeners? No, definitely not. Definitely not. Huh. I mean, it depends what you're looking on. Like, uh, Spotify will give, um what's it called like statistics of where you know where your biggest where the most people are listening at and yeah where's that at 
I think it's Chicago. Dang. Is. You done any shows out there? I have. There's, there's. It's weird though. There's not a, there's not a direct correlation to like your amount of listeners and the amount of people who come to shows. It's a big, wow. at least on Spotify, it's, it's always, it's different. You know, what I mean, like I have, if I play Denver, I'll bring more people out than I do in Chicago. But mm. Spotify will say Chicago has my, my highest listenership. But then I have like a, like I have a lot of listeners in Canada and Australia and. Mexico. Dang. Um, now you're doing, is it more tour stuff or streaming stuff you base what you do now off of? I mean, streaming pays the bills for sure. Yeah. I wouldn't have known that. Um, but the, the touring, I mean, last year I toured a lot, but I, uh, yeah, I feel like you were going to house like, half the year. Yeah. But last year was like my a building year for me. So it was like a lot of money out <clears throat> to to build, you know, all that part up. Where whether it was like um, the first tour I went on last year was the first leg. So I went on three legs of the tour with Chris and uh, and Jaron Benton and those dudes and Locksmith. Dope. That was like three legs, and uh, the deal was I was buying on to the tour. That's what a lot of people will do. Is you know starting off it's hard to get on the tours. And so, you know, to get a foot in a lot of people, which you know, you can buy onto a tour, mm-hmm. which is basically I'm paying, I'm paying to get on this tour and play. And hopefully I'll make my money back through merch and whatever the fuck in promotion and all that kind of stuff, uh, which I was super on the fence about, but I was like, all right. So I was like, I think it was going to be, I don't remember a certain amount for each three, each leg was a certain amount of money. And uh, I was doing one leg at a time. And so I started the first leg and, made I, I ended up making a profit not much but after paying for my own hotels and rental car and paying for the buy-on somehow through my merch i ended up making a little bit of money dope and became friends with everybody on the tour and became cool with all these guys and kind of showed my worth and you know put in put in the work you yeah. know helped out everywhere i could and was the first one at the venue, last one to leave, was helping, you know, all the road guys pack up everything, all that kind of shit. And at the end of that leg, it was like, yo, you don't have to buy on to the next two. Like, we got Oh, that's shit. dope. You know? Yeah, it was super dope. Wow. It was like really dope, especially because I've heard so many people say not to buy on to tours. Oh, really? You know? And I think that's true if you don't have anything to offer. Yeah, don't, don't do that. You know, but I knew I had a lot to offer i know like you know i work hard when i'm when i'm doing shit like that so that ended up working out for me so yeah i bought onto that and then the next the next two legs was like we got you and then on the third leg it's like we got you and we're gonna put you up in a hotel so i was like all right fuck damn it. like chris webby like really took care of me dude really did me a solid he's like a really really good dude and then at the end of that tour because of you know because of what i'd done on that tour and what i was continuing to do i ended up going on my next tour and getting paid to go on a different tour at the end of the year, which was like, wow. which is with Dizzy Wright. Uh, local showcase. And shit. Yeah, local showcase. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Well, uh, maybe it was so, a good thing that you didn't get hired back and Buzz of Us didn't get chaos. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a good thing I didn't get hired back because I, I, I would have, I would have taken the safe money route if I got hired back, you know? Yes. Yeah, I mean, me too. I still work in in this trip that year though or in vegas 
little off the strip. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you make good money in that downtown. Yeah, spot. I love that place. The downtown Grand Citrus Pool is incredible. Really? Yeah. I was just there on Thursday. It's like 106 degrees, but bro, yeah. and I hate being outside when it's that hot. But I had to go see my people. Yeah, dude, I love that job. I would keep it as long as I can. Is that good, huh? Yeah, just really good people, and it's a bigger venue than I thought, and we have a lot of fun working events. And Ray, my manager Ray Ochoa, knows what he's doing, so <laughs> it's. That definitely makes a difference. It just makes it easy when, not to say, like, I've had a lot of good managers. I've been really fortunate. I've had really good managers. And uh, they all know each other. So the the first manager I worked for, Nolan, he, like, came up with uh, Travis. And they all worked with Ray over at SLS. And now Ray's at the Grand. So it was like, knowing one of them, you know all of them. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's just a good dude, really good dude. So I, I enjoy working for him. That's like one of those things. Like, I, I don't think I'm the best employee, but if I like the people and the space I'm in, I, I uh, take pride in doing a good job. But anyways, um, I always ask two people these last two questions uh, about advice. Oh, I know, it's, but it's easy though, because I feel like you'll give good advice because you're kind of doing your thing uh, outside of the industry, it's hard for people that are tied to these jobs to be 1 million percent honest. Okay. What advice do you have for people that visit uh, nightlife? Like coming in, what what advice after your three years? If somebody is a guest? Yes, and then we'll do um, man or, uh, people that are trying to work there. But yeah, people that are guests. Man, man, man or a woman? I, I don't know. You got advice for either? If you're a woman and you're coming here to visit, uh, you're about to get whatever you want. There's no, there's no tips. Show up. I mean, you can, you can, but there's a lot of girls that don't want to fuck with that. You know what, what I mean? Free dinners and promoters just like shuffling them into the club for free. Yeah, if you gotta hang out with fuck boys, just bring a pack of girls. Here's for guys. It's like, yo, you can't do whatever you want in this city. It's not a free for all. You know when people come in here and be like, yo, I'm just going to do fucking blow and like pull my dick out. Piss in the ice. And just, you know what I mean? All of a sudden you're like, what? <laughs> you're like, what do you, you can't do anything here just because it's Vegas. You're a grown man. Yeah. And uh, remember, uh, fucking venue fees, dude. Gosh. Half of the money that they that venue you see. Fees. All right. Whatever price you see on any menu on the strip, double it. And that's what it costs realistically yeah and then you got to tip people oh if you got to take in drugs i think you should use a balloon that's what i always thought like if you just take in a happy birthday balloon and you just put your drugs inside of that balloon and then once you get in the venue just pop it but like then there's drugs all over the place well no you just got to do it in the right like if you have a cabana or some shit just it's not gonna fucking <laughs> get everybody high fly everywhere <laughs> Well, no, don't just put the drugs loose inside of a balloon. Put, like, your baggie in a balloon. You know oh, what, I mean? wow, what kind of birthday party are we having? <laughs> S- surprise! One. Yeah. Okay, last question. Or what about people trying to get these jobs, man? Not everybody gets as lucky as you. That's for sure. Um, fuck, man. I, I, I'm, like, the wrong person to ask because I've never gotten hired outside of, you know, Beach Club. <laughs> but you got or hired where back. I had, like... Yeah, but I got hired back because they they liked me and I also had homies. You know what I mean? 
So that's the trick. That's probably the best uh, you could do as a guy. Make some friends in the industry. Be cool. But also, like, you know, I guess you got to be in shape also. So stay in shape. Gosh. No, thanks. The homie stuff I can do, the in shape stuff. Man. You stay in shape. What are you talking about? I stay in shape. So I have to get in shape. Okay. I'm also a certified personal trainer. So if anybody needs any training tips, are you doing the personal training right now? Dude, nobody can do anything right now. But um, I don't know. Planet Fitness just opened back up. What's good? I've been going there. Yeah, to sit in the machines that rub your back. That's all I do. What do I give The hydro massage. Oh, really? Yes, sir. Um, I don't know. Personal training is kind of know a, they had that an there. interesting thing. I, I, I thought it would be tougher to get your license than it is. It's a certification, but you have to get insurance, a liability insurance. So I guess it's kind of a license. So are you doing it now? No. Everybody's inside. I'm not even in shape. I started running. Yeah, I jog. That shit sucks. I jog. Oh, you know what? You know I what's jogged. funny? Like, a, a time. I started running and I, I thought I was so out of shape. I was like, dude, my knees are fucked up. Like my knees are hurting. Like everything just hurts. My body felt out of whack, but I just like kept doing it. Like kind of just pushing through the, the pain mm-hmm. and whatever. And now I'm, I'm fine. I'm back. Yeah. That's normally how it works. Like I run, I run and there's no problem whatsoever. I'm like, am I, did I just fix some shit? I don't know. No, you just like, uh, eroded this. your cartilage. And so, Probably. <laughs> it's gonna work until it doesn't work anymore. I'm like, am I in great shape? My knee just fucking blows out. <laughs> ah! uh, a lot of people start too fast. I think that's normally my problem. Um, I wanted to start from ground zero. Uh, I need to get back my range of motion. So it's really been about uh, flexibility for me before I get back into um, the gym. But anyways. Who gives a fuck gotcha. about that? Well, I never really stopped. I built like a gym in my garage. Oh, it must be nice, dude. Oh, you don't have a garage. I'm in Hollywood. I hardly even have a closet. How small is your place? Um, I don't know the square footage. Do I look like some kind of math with? expert, dude? Uh, one. And how many people do you live? Oh, you only have one room? I thought you had multiple. No, 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 no. I can't do that anymore. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, it was pretty whack. But um, so anyways, fuck all this. Last question, man. Because I've had you on here for like an hour and some change. What's coming up for you for the end of the year? In the end of the year? Man, I don't, I, it really depends what, what, are we gonna hear? what happens with the COVID stuff. Oh, I mean, I got an album coming out next month. Um, Damn, that's, that's, we didn't talk about that the whole time. Um, what's it called? It's called The Detour 2. Nice. This is the remix. How many songs? How many tracks? This is the remix. <clears throat> 20. Damn. Yeah. 20 track album. Most of them are out already, though, because I, I did like uh, I just released singles leading up to the album, which okay. mostly everybody's doing these days. So I think there'll probably be like five or six brand new songs, plus everything else that's been out up to this point. Where can we find all your stuff? Spotify, anywhere you stream music, you can find my music. Just look up Echo. It's E-K-O-H. You can find it there or, you know, YouTube. I have a bunch of music videos, a few of which you've been in. Oh, damn, we can um, talk about that. Yeah, I've been in a bunch of music videos. Hurt myself for the love of the game. Did you hurt yourself jumping over the cop car? Yes, sir. I used to have bounce, and now it's just like bunny springs. <laughs> I couldn't have cleared that fucking cop car if I tried. Yeah, you could. Hell no. I have no hops whatsoever. 
Well, let me just say that as a minority in this country, it is something I am, <laughs> I am unnaturally gifted in running and jumping over fences. How, how crazy How's everything been over in LA? It's been Dude, nuts. it is nuts. <clears throat> like, uh, especially being kind of, not, I'm not center of Hollywood, but I'm right around where all of this is going on. I mean, I hear helicopters every day. Um, you know, there's obviously sirens, people are always doing fireworks and stuff like that. But as far as like where I live, we're kind of in the cut. Um, so it's a little removed from, have you been out there? Yeah. It's, uh, I only went out one time to see it and that was, that was, that was all I needed. Like, damn. Oh yeah. Yeah. Man. I mean, it, I, I, understand why people are doing what they're doing but um i don't know i guess i just had my own experience with this for such a you know forever that mm-hmm. uh, i wanted to think of a way that i could act on it instead of uh raise more awareness i feel like i that wasn't my that's not my way to express myself. I'm not a protester, mm-hmm. but I got some stuff that I'm working on that I'm, I'm kind of excited about. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to try to take my little steps. I saw you out there. How'd it feel? What the protest? Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> this is overwhelming really, you know? Really? Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's, it's overwhelming just to see that many people come together for, for, you know, a common, it's cool to see that many people of, of uh, uh, that much of a diverse group. Like yeah. instead of it being all black people or all white people or all brown people, it's like, yo, everybody's out there, which is that's uh, crazy. Yeah, there's it, it was uh, it's cool to see. I mean, there's a, there's a few things where it's like, uh, I'm not trying to think of, you know everything being peaceful and then you know you'll see like some white kids start tagging up some shit and you're just like what the fuck you know what i mean yeah man it's opportunistic time that's what's weird about stuff like that yeah it is and it just kind of it's upsetting i was hoping you know stuff like that doesn't tarnish a a message you know yeah people going in with their own their own resentments against police for their own reasons like it's not time it's not time for your issue. You know what I mean? It's a, sure a lot of piggybackers. <clears throat> yeah, make sure you're you're remembering what, what you're here for. You know what I mean? It's not about your experience. If you're, you know, some white dude. <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? It's not about it's not about your fuck the police mm-hmm. experience. You know? It's been interesting to sit back and <clears throat> I guess it's a it's a good feeling to watch how many people are involved in whatever way they choose to be involved, right? I'm not stressing anybody doing any, I don't have any suggestions of how to respond, but I do think that as long as you find a way to express yourself, um, at least you can like have peace with that. So you got, yeah, some, you, sure. you got some good stuff coming out, man. Um, can I tell people, oh, I can, I can edit this out if you don't want it in there, but I've heard some of your upcoming music and I'm really excited for it. I'm pretty excited. When does the album drop? I haven't. I don't have the day. I'm I'm finishing getting all my shit ready for uh for the pre-order. So I got to finish up a couple merch things and mm-hmm. whatnot this week, and then I'll be able to figure out the exact date. Dope. 
Well, send it to me ahead of time, player. I need that. I will for sure. You already know. <sighs> All right, man. Well, dude, it's been a long time. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate you breaking it down. My first artist on here. Appreciate you having me, dude. Always. Of Sorry course. it took so long. Hey, well, uh, when you're a recording artist, I assume you're busy making content. But listen, if I'm going to jump over police cards for you, I'm going to call you whenever I want to. As you should. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks again. Uh, tell Megan I said hi. Hi, man. Thank you. Of course. We'll talk soon, bro. Miss ya. I miss right. you, too. Later. Bye. Thanks for listening, friends. You know, over the last three weeks, I was thinking about putting advertisements in here. I don't know that I'm going to do it yet. I don't really, I don't want to be talking about the other, even though one of them seemed really cool. I'm not going to lie. It was really cool. I was kind of excited. It's why I effed up the podcast in the first place. But after I've had my own time to think, I think I'm just going to keep it neutral for as long as I can, <laughs> for as long as I can anyway. Uh, so thanks for listening, supporting, and we'll be back this week with another episode because I got it stored up because this whole time I was waiting. All right, guys, that's enough. I'm tired. I'm sorry. Bye.